0: All right, Steelers behind the steel curtain, Jeffrey. We're back with Steelers touchdown under. Do you want to have a go at saying that, or we should we just continue? Steelers touchdown <laughs> under. That's great. That's good. It's even better <laughs> in your. It's even better in your American accent. I love it. Um, so, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, I, all right. So we've done. We've, we have done. Uh, God, I sound so bogan. We have um done slinging the slang before with you. You know, I, mm-hmm. I last time I got you with um, Dead Horse. Um, yeah. have you looked up any slang in between that time? Not that I say that said it was home. No, I haven't. I, I, haven't. I haven't.
1: I, I listened no. to I listen to the show, but that's it. Like I don't <laughs> Yeah.
0: So I'm not working
1: on slang here.
0: No nobody in America, no Australia well, actually you can't now. Actually unless they're actually if they're you know hiding over there, no Australians have come around near your neighborhood and said, Hey mate, how's it going? What's going on? What's for tea? Nothing like no, that. No,
1: we actually, we actually don't get many Australians in uh, north of Pittsburgh here. This is not a hot Australia point part. No, it's not. <laughs> um, the reason why I say
0: that, because I've for, for slinging the slang this week, I haven't got a word, but I've only got a little bit of a story and an idea. So I've been to, to America uh, seven times now. And the last time I was there, or the, oh, I not it might have been the fifth time. I could be lighter, though. The one time when I was over there I was in Pittsburgh. And as I'm a bit of a can and going over there, I actually, um, I convinced these, I shouldn't have done it, Jeff, but I convinced these two people, these two girls that um, in Australia when I was over there, I was in Pittsburgh somewhere, in Australia, I convinced them, you know, the Sydney Harbour where all of the boats come in and stuff and it's a, it's a tourist attraction. I convinced these two girls uh, that we feed sharks. Like, like, you know, like the canals in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> so I convinced them. And had a bit of fun with them. They really bought it in. I convinced that we have a daily feeding where you would feed the pelicans, but we feed sharks. So sharks swim up to you and you, you'll you hand out like fish. And then, you know, there's like Robert, there's, um, there's John, there's, you know, all these different types of fish and names. And there's like a guy on the microphone telling stories. And I was telling, you know, dibble dabs over there. Um, but I thought it was really funny. Like that's that's, the, that's what I kind of missed. Like they they bought in the whole thing. They was like, oh, really? Like what time? Like oh, normally about three p.m. You know, we go down the go down the harbor, <laughs> and then you pay about you pay about thirty. You pay about thirty bucks, and you sit there, and you pay fifty dollars if you pat them and stuff like that. Um, they really they really loved it. Like it was a, it was a good time. Um, <laughs> but I wanted I wanted to know like, uh, do you have any anything touristy that if if tourists you know come to America or in your travel days do you tell any mythical tales that just to have a bit of fun with people?
1: Well, we always play up the, like the Pittsburgh accent when we get people into town. Uh, but that's not a big deal. The, I think the, I think the best story I have was actually when I was overseas, uh, I was in Rwanda and in, in Africa. And they were always asking me like, man, how are you adapting to the heat? Right. How are you handling the heat in Africa? And every single time they would ask us that, I would open my phone and show them that it was hotter in Pittsburgh than it was in <laughs> Africa, right? We were there for 10 days and every single day, the weather was, it was cooler and the weather was nicer in Africa than it was in Pittsburgh. It was hotter every single day in Pittsburgh. And the one day in Africa, it rained and it was like, it was, cause it wasn't a rainy season, but it rained. And we were like, okay. They were like today, Today, we have worse weather than you do in Pittsburgh. And if anyone remembers a couple of years ago when they had those massive floods in Pittsburgh, it was that exact day. It was raining in Africa and they were like, oh, the weather has to be better in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, well, actually, no, there's flash floods in my area and like roads are closed and everything a nightmare. Is that it because was just, it was bad? Is that because in Africa they have Celsius? Is that correct? No, like, no, it was oh. no matter. It was just straight up cooler. Okay. There that okay. was here. And we even went to Kenya which is on the ocean and is like 1 degree. I think it's like right. 1 degree uh we were 1 degree south of the equator. Yeah. Right? And it was cooler than it was in Pittsburgh. Cuz in
0: my Pittsburgh mind it was I, warmer. I thought you I thought they had Celsius like 30 degrees Celsius and you were saying to them, "Oh no, it's actually 90 degrees Celsius." <laughs> like no. you can't you can't exist because your Fahrenheit <laughs> is always like three times higher. And I'm like, "Hang on a minute."
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. This was legit. It was like every day we were there was like mid eighties, and in Pittsburgh it was like upper eighties and nineties. Yeah, right. It
0: was, cool. it was, it was,
1: it was a couple of years ago. It was a hot June. Uh, it was a crappy June in Pittsburgh. So you didn't make up any stories about
0: sharks swimming swimming uh, through uh, three rivers and feeding them.
1: No, we didn't have to. But th- the one great part was that was uh, June, right? We were yeah. there in June, and it was it was ninety degrees in Pittsburgh, and we got to tell them because. Uh, a month earlier in May, we had had snow, and so I told them like it's it's 91 degrees in Pittsburgh right now, but a month ago, it was snowing, and it it blew their mind because they're like they're like temperature goes from like 70s to upper 80s, and that's it, that's mm-hmm. your that's your variance in temperature. And I'm like, yeah, we had we had 20 degrees. we were in like uh, low 30s, upper 20s, and now we're in 90s a month later. And they, yeah. they were like, I don't know how anyone can live like that. Like, how can you how can you live in climate like that? And I'm like, well, it's where
0: we live. It's always intriguing because whenever you guys try and use Fahrenheit, it always boggles my mind as well because we use Celsius, and ours ours ranges from zero degrees to thirty to thirty five Celsius, um, and that's our range. But I always see it, see it in the media or you guys on online or wherever, and you're like, oh, today was sixty eight Fahrenheit, or, or today was. Uh, 77. I just can't differentiate the, the, the idea of the difference. Or, all I kind of know is like 90 is like hot or something, or, or above 70 is yeah. nice.
1: Right? 90 would be, oh gosh, I have to do the math real quick, but that's that's uh, 40, 30, it's like mid 30s, 40 degrees Celsius. So, as I'm saying, this is why
0: it's so interesting to have you on as our honorary Australian because, you know, wrong side of the road, and for some reason, you guys thought, well, it wasn't high enough. We want to put the temperature up higher, you know, to to 100 degrees. Uh, let's get back in the Steelers, though, Jeff. Are You ready for for part two? And um, understanding- yeah, I actually looked
1: it up here real quick. I did I did the math real quick. 90 degrees Fahrenheit, I believe, is 32 degrees Celsius.
0: Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's not that's oh, it's warm. That's warm, right? Yeah. That's yeah. pretty. good. That's pretty good. <laughs> and do you know what I was, what is also warm, Jeff? Mike Tomlin's what? hot seat. No, I'm only joking.
1: Ooh, no, <laughs> ooh, let's go there.
0: No, that's a, that's another one. That's another one we can get into. But I'm only I'm only joking. I love Tomlin. I think he's a great coach. Um, let's jump into. Do you think what 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 motivates these players who haven't been um, haven't had a win for the Steelers? Is this is this does this motivate them or like how, how do they get over the hump? The juju's and guys like that. TJ Watts.
1: I I think one of the big things could be adding Najee Harris uh, because everything we hear about him is that the players on his team love him. Uh, and they've talked about this with, with some of the old players that played with Jerome Bettis and how loved he was and how much that offensive line loved blocking for him. That that was beyond just, you know, like uh, you, you hear the guys from this line that just – we just – Lost everyone from talk about Le'Veon Bell, and it was exciting to block for him because he would he would make yards because the offense was running. You know, and it was fun. Uh, but Jerome Bettis, like mm-hmm. you, you look at that, you know, two thousand five season. The team wanting jo- Jerome Bettis to get a Super Bowl is is what pushed them over the top. Is what got Bill Cower over the hump and got him a Super Bowl was Jerome Bettis. You know they loved Jerome better. even Ben Roethlisberger. Like he was, I want to win this for Jerome. Everyone wanted to win that because they knew Jerome was done. Like they knew he was done. He was he was a year past his his ex- expiration date, and he's just hanging on, doing anything he can to get to Detroit, and they did it, and they won the Super Bowl for him. So I think, I think Najee Harris, actually Najee Harris matters there because. If if they really, if he really impacts that room to the point that they want him to succeed, they'd play harder blocking for their running back, then the rest of the offense benefits. Yeah. Everything, everything benefits. The defense will benefit. Everything will benefit if they if he's that player that they are motivated to block because he's their running back, right? So I that could be a thing. That could help that could be a thing um i don't i don't know if you know winning one for ben bens a, i mean bens a different generation than these kids he's almost 20 years yeah. older yeah, like these he's rookies he's 38, like 38 right 16 years old yeah yeah
0: it's it's a it's a huge uh, age difference as well i don't i don't know if they're going to if they're winning one for ben i've always seen like ben like ben is a, he's a certain type of leader but at the same time he's I don't really think he, he isn't that much of a leader. There's other guys like I said with James Farrier, Troy, Troy Parliament on the field was more, more of a leader and doing it for Bettis, like those kind of guys. Um, but then when Ben gets a big chip on his shoulder, he, he tends to play and he, you know, but uh, I don't know. I, I, like it's, it's like you said, we, we, we were winning it for for Jerome Bettis, right? Like it was him like riding the bus to Detroit and that was the the thing. So, if Najee can, can run, and if he starts to crack open uh, massive, massive gain of yards, I would say the offensive line will be more than happier or more than more motivated to to get that 10 yards because he's doing his job, and you know you've done your job correctly. And then those two things combined, um, it's going to put the defense on the back foot. They won't want to block. They won't want to hit as hard or hit the, the guys on the O-line as hard. It's just going to be, you know, the... the the, the the rolling stone down the hill and you just can't can't stop it. Now yeah. if you can't get Najee moving forward and like you said with the passing game as well and that doesn't seem to work out, it's going to be a lot of trouble because you're going to have guys like Kevin Dots that might play super hard one day or one game and then these other guys won't really pick it up. Or well, Najee's not cutting the right holes, but even saying this is really hard to say. But if that happens it's, it's we're just going to be a bit of a bit of a bit of a shambles in our in our franchise. Um, but like I, I think the motor, uh, the players will motivate each other, and when we start clicking on all cylinders, and we have a more of a balanced game, and when, when they start seeing Naji run, and we, I think it's fans as well when we see Naji do some cool things and crazy things, like maybe like Willie Parker, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be time to buy in. But at the moment, no one's no one's really really buying in. But um, should the, should the Steelers fans be worried at all that we have had no? seven players on the active squad. And if we even go through them, some of those players won't even be on the 2021 20, season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like, I think it's fair. It's fair to be concerned about that. Like this is really, to me, this is really a break, right? There, there was, there was that 2000, those two thousands team that Ben kind of joined. But they had the, most of those guys from like 2002 to 2010. Ben was one of the later additions. Those teams were great, and then you kind of had that next wave that was based on that offensive line and Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. Kind of did that offense that didn't work. It didn't it it got us wins. It didn't get us playoff wins. And now we're now we're looking at this defense. TJ Watt, like we're saying, TJ Watt hasn't won anything yet. Minka Fitzpatrick hasn't won anything yet. Joe Joe Hayden, as old as he is, hasn't won anything yet. He's done, nothing, like he's done nothing in the postseason. He hasn't had a chance. Cameron Hayward's been part of one win. You know, Devin Bush. I mean, Bush hasn't played in, in a playoff game yet. So there's a lot of this where y- you can look at these guys and say, yeah, we're kind of starting something new mm-hmm. with Terrell Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick, like James Pierre is going to be in there, Cameron Sutton. These guys that haven't done anything. Devin Bush, they're going to have to lead the way. Right, there's the there it's got they're gonna have to take this team really from, in my opinion, from Cameron Hayward. You know, not not say Cam, you're not the leader anymore. No, but they need to own this, yeah. Right, not Ben and Cam Hayward are gonna lead us there because they're not, they haven't been able to do it yet. They're not gonna do it. These young guys, Minka Fitzpatrick, TJ Watt, some of the wide receivers, Najee Harris, Kevin Dotson, they're the ones that gotta step up and say. And we're taking this team to the Super Bowl.
0: You know what, Jeff? It's got to start now. Would you not agree? Yeah. I, I can't wait another year for, okay, we'll get a next year mentality. It's yeah. got to start. It's got to start now.
1: We and need to win something.
0: Exactly. So we're going to jump into it now. And this is the, I alluded in part one. Um, let's go. On, we have to go on the negative side. And basically, I want I just want to get your thoughts. And I have my, my thoughts as well. Um, but what happens? To the Steelers with this team, and then all the new faces, like you said, and this is this is our team with the Bushes and the the Watts, the Highsmith, the Pierre's, um, all those guys. What happens, Jeffrey, if we get to the the playoffs and we lose again? What what happens? I know it's a big question, but as fans and players and the team and the culture, what happens? What do we
1: do? Well, I think I think at that point, Ben's probably gone. Right, mm-hmm. if it doesn't work this year. Ben's probably not sticking around. So you've got a brand new offense, excuse me, that didn't work great. You got a new quarterback in place. And you've got a defense that, frankly, hasn't done well in the playoffs. Like, what was the last – like, our, our, we had uh, our last playoff game was, what, the Jaguars? That wasn't 48. good. And then you've got the Cleveland Browns. Both of those, we gave up tons of points. 48. Between uh, 48
0: and 44. Almost ninety points on the defense allowed. Now that that doesn't, the whole game is different because uh, the offense too, and we have yeah. turnovers. we Big Ben, um, but it seems like you know some some play uh, fans. I think, well, oh, we weren't ready for these games, and we really weren't when we turned up on the yeah. field. And nothing more really. And this is a hard word to say. Nothing more than disgusting to watch the team play that when you when you and I and all our fans and behind the steel curtain, steel of the nation around the world. We put our heart into it. We put our heart into this team. And we, we you know, we don't play the game, but we we buy the jerseys and we do everything we can to support our team. Um, send them, send them good mail and, and positive thoughts and everything else. And then you come out like that. You come out and throw yeah. the ball over seven, uh, over your head, and there's seven nil, and it's like Browns up twenty eight at the quarter time. Um, yeah, this needs to change. It Needs to be something. It, it starts with. Look, it starts with the veteran leadership, but but with our theme today, you've only got Big Ben. Jordan won't be there. I think he's gone. Um, you've got Big Ben, Vince Williams, Cam to it. You got four blokes there, and BJ Finney yeah. was there too. But you need he more than that.
1: He didn't actually play. He has never actually played. Yeah, in the no. game.
0: And Chris Boswell, you, he, you're not looking for leadership from your kicker. Just go out there, mate. Yeah. Kick him. Kick him at 42, 45. two, forty five. You'll get it. You, you, you've got it. So you look into leadership, and when they, when they when they scan to the, you know, if we do make the playoffs in our first game, they'll be like, "Oh, this team has sixteen veterans, and they they won this, and we'll have only four people, um, and they won a game in 2017." So there's a, there's a big divide and a, and a and a long transparency of time there to say, "Well, hey, what is this, or do we just we just got to jump on the the Naji mm-hmm. and and then and, and TJ Watt needs help on that side. Uh, we need that push up the middle." Devin Bush is coming back. I know he wasn't there last year in the middle. Um, Terrell Edmonds is saying he's he's with, he's really good now, or playing really well with uh, Minka. You know, and uh, someone said in the live chat there it starts with the coaches too, and we do have great coaches, and we have the, the new new offense. Um, it's just uh, for my view, if we lose again and we get there, um, I don't mind losing by three points, seven points. Great game. Okay, you know that you get us, the Bills get us at, at their at their turf. But if we don't turn up again and we lose and Big Ben throws three interceptions and fumbles and um there's no heart in that team, that's that's I'll still be a fan, but that's that's difficult. Very, very difficult because we all get amped up, don't we, to, to watch these games.
1: Yeah. Well well, I want to point out in that Cleveland game, like obviously we spotted them seven points with with a horrible first play. <laughs> um Between Pouncey Snap and James Conner and Ben Roethlisberger, you know, both watching the ball like they're Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. Uh, You know, but after that, the Browns were just marching down the field and scoring to the point that, like, T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick were out there. They were on the field. And yet the very first third down stop of the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers was made by James Pierre. It was a pass breakup by James Pierre playing in his, like, his second – Game that he'd ever played in, besides garbage, like he had garbage time, five snaps of garbage time, four snaps of garbage time. Week seventeen when they rested everybody, and then like a few snaps in the playoff game when he was playing dime, and he's the first stop you get. Like that's the first stop you get is from him. Where is Minka? Where is TJ? You know, and to me, more than the even more than the old guys, right? More than Cam Hayward, more than Ben Roethlisberger, more than a Vince Williams, more than even Joe Hayden. And for me, more than the coaches, if they do it again, if they fall short again, like badly, you gotta start looking at the young guys. You gotta start asking questions like where are you, Minka? What's mm-hmm. going on, TJ? Mm-hmm. Like TJ Watt still Bud Dupree has better playoff stats than, than TJ Watt by far. He would go by per game by far better than TJ Watt. TJ Watt hasn't showed up in a playoff game yet. Like I understand you you haven't had many chances, right? You know. And like, I, like I'm going to say again, it's only a problem until you win. It's only a problem until you win. But if you don't win this year, mm-hmm. if you make it to the playoffs and you lose like in a wild card game and T.J. Watt doesn't do anything again, doesn't show up, man, you got to start wondering like are, is this, you know, is it is Devin Bush, T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, who you want to build this defense around? Because are they yep. going to show up? What you, Troy was in his second year in two thousand four, two thousand five was his third season in the NFL. This is Minka's third. This is TJ's fifth. Like, come
0: that's, on! That's what I'm saying. I I just think you know it is the ne- negative spin, but we'll get into a, the last ten minutes. We'll go into a, have a positive question. However, what is the end result? Um, you know, you can play so well throughout the season and do all these fantastic things, and we get sixty five sacks. And we you know, I saw a stat today that they can break a record might have been behind the still curtain had um, published that if we get more sacks and we can extend the record records are great, but you got to, you want to get to playoff time. It's one and done. Um, and when the, the last two, two showings, just, you know, eight quarters, you, the Steelers haven't shown up. They uh, losing to the Jags was huge for me. I think we had the home field advantage there. Um, second round of the playoffs, I believe it was. And we lost 45 to something in a shootout. That was just ridiculous how that works out. Um, I want to see a game that's, you know, if it's going to be close 2017, something like that, it's, it's not letting these teams get on us. Uh, I can't even remember who the quarterback was for the Jaguars. Was it was it, was it Blake Bortles?
1: Yeah, it was Bortles.
0: It was Bortles. Yeah. Can we have a moment in silence to, to appreciate that Bortles beat us? <laughs> okay. That's long enough. Yeah. That, that's yeah. that's just crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, The Browns had it, they had it for us last year. And, and then, a lot of the NFL guys are really jumping on the Ravens and the Browns this year to be that team and to win the division. Uh, there was a podcast I listened to the other day that said they that they, they were going 15-2 and two for the Ravens. That won't happen. They said the Browns were going 14-3. and three. That won't happen. But they still have this idea where they think Ben is washed up. And with my fandom, I think, oh, no, he's not. We've got this. And I really do believe, I do believe we have a really good chance of Ben nobody else. But all these guys have to have to buy in and set that tone and change it, and we need that playoff win. And once we get one, it's going to lead to two, to three, and then we have a really good chance for the Super Bowl. Um, but Jeff, how how do the Steelers win the playoff game if, if we if we if we if we do get to the, the change the tide? Do we do it by a defense run game or Big
1: Ben? How do we do it? First two, defense and run game. You've got to, like, you've got to take the pressure off Ben. Um, ben, like, it's hard because even, because mostly because of the offensive line, right? The offensive line isn't an offensive line that you can sit there and say, okay, we're going to throw the ball 50 times. Uh, you guys keep, like, the defense is going to know we're passing. Uh, you guys are going to have to keep Ben upright. Uh, ben Roethlisberger last year, When he had roughly two and a half seconds to throw the ball, he was fantastic. When he had two seconds and there was pressure, when there were guys in his face at two seconds, he was terrible, right? He's not, when he was younger, it was fine because he could scramble. He could escape, go down, get by himself time and throw the ball. He can't do that anymore. So you have to put Ben in a position where he's not being asked to carry the team. That's that's what you have to do. And you're going to have to, we're going to have to see the defense, you know, hold a team to under 40 points. Like, hey, we isn't really? That, <laughs> isn't,
0: that, isn't that funny to say? Oh, we have yeah. to hold them under 40. Under 40, well, we have to hold
1: under twenty. under 20. It's a weird thing, right? It's a really <laughs> weird thing. If you go, like Peyton Manning had great offenses, right, in the playoffs. When he went and did that, they were great offenses. He didn't have a great defense. If you go from 2004 to two thousand. 10. Peyton Manning versus Ben Roethlisberger, whose defense gave up more points per game in the playoffs? It was Ben Roethlisberger. The Steelers gave up more points per game in the playoffs than the Colts' defense did from 2004, Like, It's crazy to me that that like your defense is going to get scored on in the playoffs. You're just going to. The only way you don't get scored on is if your offense is dominating the ball. Because it's mm-hmm. playoff teams, right? And the NFL is an offensive league, has been for, for a long time, and it's not going away. So winning a game 14-10, to 10, that's not a thing in the playoffs unless the offense is just terrible, right? The Steelers need the defense to play good, but they need the offense to control the game. That's how you win in the NFL. And that, that means Ben Roethlisberger needs to not be the only thing we have going. And we, we have didn't to do, have something
0: else. We didn't do that with the Browns straight away, 7-0. And yep. even my, my, my father said to me, Oh, do you still have a chance? And I said, 28-nil. No. Nah. I said it's gone. Yep. The first quarter was gone. And my heart, my heart got up when we did come back from the, the halftime. And I believe it was um, we we're down, I think 35 to 10 or something. We came back and we had we were 11 points away. And then we, we you know got, got done again. But same thing in the Jaguars game, up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, it just never happened for us. And it's funny how you say with Peyton Manning near the end of his career too, um, uh, you know, when he was he, – the defense really helped him out because near the end he was throwing that football like a shot put. It didn't – you know, there was no spin on it. It was going the opposite direction. Um, I couldn't believe that he was a quarterback, but he had that leadership there and that presence was still there, but he wasn't throwing the best spirals or being the no. best QB he could be. Um, his defense really helped him out, but he, times in our playoff runs in the last few years, Big Ben has gotten himself in trouble. I know you did four touchdowns, five hundred yards, but you can't throw four interceptions and real and think you're going to win. Um, sure. So, yeah, like it's a it's a good positive spin if you can. And I believe we do have a chance every year. I believe we have a chance. Uh, you know, it's it's just a thing where. It's going to hurt though. I think if uh, if we do make it again and we have a great season, which I, I wish we all have a good season for that you know players to watch. We've so many awesome players to to learn about. My goal I said it before this this year is to learn more about the O-line because when those those David DeCastro's get away from me I'm like, "Oh man, I didn't really watch him play." You know, or the the Pouncey was in the the center for 10 years. I I, I was there, but I never really you know appreciated his time there as a Steeler, so for me, it's yeah, kind of take them for granted, yeah. Don't we we? got used yeah. to them, yeah. And and now we have uh, who do we have? <laughs> you know, like yeah. we, we have some names there, but we haven't got the, we've got you know 72 banner, but he, he needs to be a part of the offense now,
1: yeah. That that def that offensive line, uh, 2019, right? Villanueva, uh, Foster, Pouncy, DeCastro, Filer, they're gone, yeah. And and, and every think, last one of them's gone. And you think in your head, well,
0: maybe they can play another three or four years, and they can still be great. And now, well, it's it's all new for Ben. And uh, this this might be the time that if this is Ben's last season, win or lose, I don't I don't know what's going to happen with Ben. Um, it could be a real turning a turning point um, this season. We're always going to be fans, going and be talking about it. But it just seems like there's got to be a time where we start winning and changing this culture. Um, and it's getting really difficult to to win. We won the. It's so. Uh, Lastly, Jeff, we won the North, right? This this boggles me. We won the AFC North, and now we're like third or fourth favorite to win it again.
1: Well, we were we were ranked. Everyone picked us third or fourth last (laughs) season. You know, that's one of the things I talked say about the twenty twenty season is like only the Steelers could be picked to finish third or fourth in division, win the division. And be considered an absolute failure of a season, like yeah. people were like that was an embarrassing season. The Steelers are terrible. They won the division in the year that people had picked them to like finish third or fourth. And I, yeah. I think we're going to see it again. I don't know if we'll win the division, but I think we're going to make the playoffs. I think this is a playoff team. Oh, I think the Steelers are going to be ahead of, yeah, you know, either Cleveland or Cincinnati, and they're going to make the playoffs
0: some some people have us uh going below 500 I don't I don't really see that because of our 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 depth in most positions on the defense and the, we still have big Ben there and and then they're really discounting the Steelers to what they can be but in my mind that really shouldn't be the motivation to go out and win because you you know how good you are you don't need that chip on your shoulder um yeah. but that might help certain players but uh, you just got to go out there and play competitively, and I think that will that will do that. Um, any any final thoughts, Jeff? Before you start to wrap it up.
1: Uh, my final thought is really this season, like most seasons, it's the Steelers. What matters in the regular season is whether or not we make the playoffs. As I said when we were eleven and zero last season, I'm like the what this says is we got a really good shot of making the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. we could lose a bunch of games and still make the playoffs, yes. and we did. We lost. We lost. We lost four of the last five, and we still went to the playoffs. And then we lost in the in the playoff game. But, I I yeah, you want to raise a super chat here?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, before we end the show here, uh, we have Snowman. Cheers, Snowman, mate. Five dollars. That's going straight into my pocket, so I can buy a new jersey. <laughs> no, nah, I'm only joking. Uh, are you guys concerned about the offensive line more since DeCastro released or not? We talked about that on part one, but, but Jeff knows this team better than I do because he lives closer. Um let's put it that way. Now I'm joking. Uh <laughs> Jeff, what do you what do you think about DeCastro leaving?
1: Overall, overall, um I, I it's almost even. Cause I watched like I was worried about him. I'm like, is he when once now if you if you said before he wasn't at OTAs, right? Before then I was more I was less concerned about the O-line than I am now. But once I heard he wasn't at OTAs, I was like, crap, you know, is he still hurt? Is his injury healed? So I was very concerned about the offensive line as soon as I heard that he wasn't practicing. Um, since he was released and they signed Trey Turner, I'm probably a little less concerned, but I am still concerned. I'm a little less concerned than I was when I found out David Castro wasn't healthy because that's that's a big deal. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I I second that. I I appreciate uh, his service, and like we said before, uh, he's been yeah. in the, the, the league nine years. And then um, well, I get my news, so I get the news when it breaks over to you guys at like three or four p.m. I get it in the morning, so I wake up at nine, nine o'clock and go, "Oh, what? Uh, left? He's retiring or he's got cut?" Um. So yeah, that that time that time flew past. What was uh f- two, thousand and ten? I guess he was drafted or two thousand nine. Um, when we had a chance, and then you know we're going into a new era now from the, the 2020s into the to the, the future, which we talked about. Uh I'll try and pronounce this name, Jeff We have a super, another super chat. Evgeny Crosby. Ev- since Evgeny Crosby. Yeah, yeah. Has uh, four dollars ninety nine. So that goes to my pocket again from my jersey. Uh Since January ten, the Steelers have been getting dumped on by everybody and their mama. Uh We're gonna we're going to be a good team. Yeah, I agree. I do agree. Look, do you agree with that? We're going to be a good team to,
1: to spot the uh the schedule. Yeah, I I I'm always a guy that is looking for the tougher schedule. You know, when they look at when when we start doing towards playoff time and we're like, oh, root for this team so the Steelers get a weaker playoff matchup or a more favorable. I'm like, no, give us the gauntlet, man. If we're going to win, give us the tough teams, give us the worst schedule, give us all of that. That's what we had in 2008, man. We had to we had to beat those freaking 2008 Ravens. That was a Nasty, <laughs> nasty football team. We yeah. beat them three times. That was you know, a great game. Let's do it. Let's do that yeah. again. Give us the tough schedule. Give us the offensive line that everyone doubts can be anything. G- give us this. You know, bring it. Let's do yes. this. That's, that's that's how I view it. That's right. Jeff, you fired up.
0: You fired me up. And that's right. The Steelers are going to take <laughs> pride in their jersey, and they're playing the hardest schedule. They don't care.
1: You want some more correlations, right? Yes. You talk about that. Uh, Joy Porter left. In two thousand seven, two thousand eight, they go on with Lamar Woodley, who was a rookie in two thousand seven. In his second year, they won the Super Bowl. Him and James Harrison formed the best group of pass rushers the Steelers have had since you know the Steel Curtain. So Maybe, what you saying?
0: What you saying is that Alex Highsmith? We got went, we got Alex Highsmith number.
1: and T.J. Watt, and then we already know Alex Highsmith is a is a better pass rusher right now than T.J. Watt has been. Uh, then sorry, Bud Dupree has been. He's got better moves and stuff. He has it. Doesn't have the production. He doesn't have the success. Uh, he's not quite there in other aspects of the game. But there's potential for this team. There's a lot of potential for this team. There's a lot of young guys that if they grow up, you know, we you remember we didn't have Dupree, we didn't have Alex Highsmith, we didn't have Devin Bush, we didn't have Joe Hayden. We had a lot of people out for that playoff game. If if we get Devin Bush, if we have this team and they take the they the young guys take a step. TJ Watt finds another gear, you know. He finds a way to be even better this year. Then this can be a Super Bowl team. This defense could be just ridiculous. Well, Jeff made we're
0: gonna end the show now. You've fired me up. I'm gonna straight away go for a run. Um, I'm I'm really G'd up now. This is look, we went through it all from the seven players there, the active players on the thing on the on the roster. Veteran leadership, we have the players like High Smith, TJ, Minka. These guys need to fire up, and they will. Uh, however, if they don't, you might not see me for 10 years. I'm going to I'm gonna you know, be- become a different fan. No, I'm joking. I'm always going to be black <laughs> and gold, just like you, Jeff, going to be black and gold.
1: It'll, be now, this, it'll I- just be a sad show. You'll just be like, <laughs> what's... Good day, mates? We're yeah, here in Australia.
0: <laughs> Welcome to uh, Steelers touchdown under, I guess. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Nah, no, money. Steelers an interception down under. How about that? <laughs> yeah, all right, guys. Oh, we're gonna goodness. end it. We're, we're getting to, to uh, <laughs> laughable Larry over here. All right, Jeff. Thanks uh, for coming on the Steelers touchdown under. Look, we have a good team. We're gonna we're gonna get through minicamp and training camp. We're gonna nail this. Cheers, mate. Uh, everyone, check us out on the, on the podcast. On the shows coming up. All the all the stuff behind this behind the steel curtain. You guys are the show. You guys make the show. This was really fun. So cheers, guys, and uh, go Steelers.